Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts, and it's time to spot some red flags or at least be on the lookout for some red flags if you are shopping for an advisor or maybe looking for a new advisor with all the volatility and things that we're seeing here this year and this month for sure uh, this may be something where you finally decided to you know stop doing everything yourself it's been pretty easy to do the last couple of years maybe now you're realizing you do need a pro you know, lots of different ways to think about it. So we're going to share with you some some things to ponder that may or may not be a red flag, just something to kind of throw up the caution and say, eh, let me think about this to make sure it's the right fit for you when shopping for an advisor. And of course, I got Phil here as always to talk about it. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Trying to uh, stay cool. Yeah. The yeah summer we, is here. So the time we're taping this, we've gone through a uh, uh, yeah, like right at a hundred for a few days. So yeah, yeah, we're not quite there. We're we're gonna hit ninety eight, but a tad toasty. Yes, <laughs> it is just a bit. But that's what we live for in Michigan, at least, right? Uh, we we have the, the cold, the cold weather, and, and this is what we and live for this summer. So <laughs> and construction. Yeah, we got a lot of that too. So <laughs> it's uh, two seasons and construction. Uh, <laughs> you said what was that's, the? Joke? That's about it. I used to live there. The joke was Michigan has three seasons: winter, summer, and construction. And construction. Yeah. Yep. That was what it yeah, was. The, or, the orange barrels start going up everywhere, yeah, everywhere. and everyone's looking for. And I feel some so bad for these and, guys, man. Like being out there. 98 degrees working and that's why a lot of times we especially here in the south where i'm at we see yeah. a lot of nighttime working because it's just oh yeah just crazy uh, and they, they do some of that here not as much because we don't have i mean the 98s those are not, not very often yeah yeah now we spend about two months in the 90 plus so okay i feel for those dudes you know and their little and their vests and everything oh yeah well, especially uh, i mean you're working out in the black top i mean that's just yeah. i can't imagine what the temperature is out there hey so. you know what that's a good segue because they use flags there you go. They use flags. <laughs> so we'll spot some flags here. All right. Um, you know, not necessarily say that it's uh, the person's doing something nefarious or wrong, but it just some flags that it may not be the right fit for you. And it could right. also be that they're just there, you know, that they're a little bit self-serving or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. I mean, people are people. It is what it is. Right. Uh, so anyway, we'll just kind of go through some, some bare minimum things here to at least ponder um, when thinking about working with a new professional professional or, or changing professionals or whatever the case is. Um, how do you feel, Phil, at this point in your career, you've been doing this a long time, mm-hmm. about the advisor who works with anybody and everybody, all ages, all wealth. Like on the one hand, if you're a brand new person in the industry, you got to make right. a living too, right? So you're trying to sure. get, get clients. But at some point, I'm sure through your career too, you realized, hey, I'm better at this nucleus and that's where I'm going to focus. Absolutely. Yeah. And in, in, I mean, advisors are at every stage and investors are as well, you know, so sure. working with a, an advisor that kind of services everyone, if you're a, a growth orientated investor, right, you're not nearing retirement, you're just saving money. And that's more your, your stage of mm-hmm. uh, your life. Fair then enough. that kind of an advisor might be a, an okay fit. You know, yeah. because they're that group of people that they're all just saving, you know, and not necessarily right. as worried Building. about how do I structure, you know, the tax side of it, the distribution side of it, all the different pieces that come into play there. Right. Then that advisor might be okay. But I mean, if you've been with that kind of an advisor and now you're starting to enter that phase of I'm going to retire in the next right. two, right. three, five years, 
you know, and they don't you have those to, conversations. You, right, don't you start to ask them taxes, questions yeah. or, be, or they haven't brought it up to you. You know, well, how does Social Security fit into this? Or what yeah. about taxes? You know, I've yeah. heard a lot about, you know, I'm going to be hit with these right. higher taxes. How does that play in? Yeah, then if it they could can't be a red answer flag. those, it might be a red flag. To me, it's it's similar in concept to a doctor, right? I mean, if, you know, your younger years and all that, you just got a general practitioner. You go right, yeah, yeah. Physical and, you know, you hurts yourself and whatever, you go see that general practitioner. But as we age, things start to go awry and you need specialists, right? Specific need, things start to break. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You need the heart specialist or, you know, right. whatever the case is. So yeah, and you're going also- to need somebody that that is what they do is that specific area. I think the age thing and the wealth thing, I think that that's a really great way you surmise that for, for yes. people thinking about it. <clears throat> I know that, but there are some advisors who are specifically retirement based, but they do have a few younger clients, but it's typically because it's already, it's generational. It's because you're already helping the parents or the grandparents. And so therefore you're kind of, some advisors will take those people on. They'll work with a 25 year old, but only because they're working with the 25 year old's grandfather. Correct. And I mean, and that's typically kind of our scenario. I mean, we, we work specifically with those that are in and nearing retirement. I mean, as I've developed in my career as an advisor, I mean, that's where I feel I can bring the most value, you know, especially from a tax aspect. There's the, the, the needs that that type of an investor has, I can provide a lot of value to them. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I can't provide value to that younger investor. It's just, that's not our primary target. Now we still do have some of those and typically it's a child, Yep. you know, or somebody that comes through that kind of a, a reference um, referral type yeah. scenario. And that makes sense, right? Because, you know, granddad or whatever is like, hey, I really trust Phil. You know, right. dad's like, hey, I really trust Phil or, or whoever it might be. But yeah, so that, so again, it, it may be a red flag just depending on the, the age that you're at, you know, so just think that through a little bit. Right. Yeah. Just, I, I would encourage you to have your questions and, and, you know, things that you're concerned about and talk to the advisor about that. That's that beginning stage as you're interviewing that advisor, they're interviewing you, you should be interviewing them to see is there a good fit? Here's my concerns. Can you help me with those? You know, and and they should maybe be bringing some other things up that maybe you haven't thought about. Very true. Very true. I'm going to combine two and four on our list here, Phil, and we'll shorten this one up. This was going to be top five red flags, but we're going to make it four. Um, The advisor, the, the good news advisor, uh, yeah. And the 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 certainty advisor. We're going to kind of put those two together. And what I mean by that is the uh, um, it's going to be fine. You know, everything's good. The market comes back, kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the market always comes back. This is true historically. This is true. Absolutely. Uh, but depending on who you are, like it could be a red flag if you want that person to. I need the straight skinny. Like talk to me, right? Direct fashion. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't just always tell me the the good news. You know, give me the real data because I think there's certain things in life where it may be unpleasant, but tell me the truth, right? Like if I come in Phil and I say, "Hey, I want to retire," or is this is this current market going to derail my retirement? Don't kind of give me a, some a numbers and fluff and talk me through a scenario. Just look at me and say, "Yeah, it could." And here's what we need to do, right? Right. So I think it depends on who you are. So that may be a red flag if you only have that kind of uh, good news, Charlie, so to speak. Right. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I tell all my prospective clients as we're working together, it's like, look, we're, you know, my goal isn't to, to give you all the, the answers you want to hear, you know, right. I mean, it's not a yes, man. Exactly. I'm, I'm here to tell you from a fiduciary, my personal and professional opinion. 
Yeah. Which might not always be what you want to hear, but the reality is it's what you need to hear. Right. And in that being said, I don't leave it there. You know? So, I mean, as I'm working with a client and their goal is to retire next year, you know, I'm running through the math and we get back together and I I don't just say, well, you know what can't happen. So you're going to have to, yeah, you've got a bedside uh, banner. Come back to me in two to five years and we'll talk again. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a bedside banner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a matter of, it's not going to work the way you want it. Let's look at some options. You know, maybe it is delaying it a little bit. Maybe it means part-time work, you know, whatever the case is, but it's not always, oh yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. We'll just up the return assumption, right? I'm yeah, going yeah. to, I'm going to make a 8% return assumption. Oh, look at that. It works just great. So we're going to, we're going to go 8% and take your risk up higher in the portfolio. Well, well maybe no, that's, that's not probably, the best scenario. Probably not the right answer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a great point. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously you wouldn't want to go in, you know, definitely a red flag is somebody looks at if they're too direct and it's like, Hey, I want to, well, you're screwed. <laughs> that's right. And then no other information is given, right? So you right. want to have somebody with uh, you know, with a bedside manner of, of being able to say, it is not going to work. And here's why, but then here's maybe what we can do to make it work. Right. right. Absolutely. And I think most advisors <clears throat> would do that. But there are some, to your point, that would just say, ah, we'll just up this or or whatever or change that. And it's like, well, maybe that's not what I need to do or want to do. So Right. Well, and, and- I think a lot of advisors might, and I, I don't know, I've, I, I've not worked with an advisor in that standpoint, but I've sure. heard where, you know, all of a sudden behind the scenes, you don't know what they're doing, you know, so maybe they'll make a couple of different assumptions to make it work versus running it through your scenario and say, look, this is, we, we run the same base assumptions from growth, inflation, all that with everyone. Right, right. You know, kind of as a, a conservative base number, if we do better than that, great. If, you know, not, then work work through that in the future. But I mean, it's a, you know, it's a matter of, we don't want to over promise or over project in a plan, you know, that's that's kind of that good news, Charlie kind of thing. I was, yeah. I mean, if they're always running the numbers, well, the market's averaged 8%. So we're going to throw an 8% return in. And then you get the tiny little disclaimer that says past performance. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, any financial plan is a projection, right? It's you're you're never going to hit that number. But you should be close and it should be an ongoing discussion of, well, this is what we were projecting. Where are we at? Are we on target? How close are we? Yeah. Do we need to make some adjustments? What's, yeah. you know, what's changed in your scenario? Is it markets? Is it you're spending more? What is it, you know, to, yep. to walk through that on an ongoing basis? So, well, and I think we do a pretty good job of, of staying away from the Uber technical here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing about the, the red potential red flag. It's another one on my list here is the, is the speak, the jargon, the delivery yeah. a little bit? I talked a little bit about bedside manner. Look, every industry has jargon, right, Phil? Right. And many advisors, you do this all day long. So when you're starting to like, you know, you're revved up and you're flowing and you're tossing the information, you might yeah. throw out a lot of jargon that goes over people's heads. It's right. not intentional from some advisors and some advisors it is. Like it's to make yourself feel a little bit better. Like, hey, I'm a smart guy. Look how smart I am or smart gal, right? Right. Um, so just kind of, I, I think we have to give the jargon conversation a little bit of leeway in the fact that every industry has it and we kind yep. of get wrapped up in doing it. The caveat for me would be is if you can't hit the pause and say, can you you know, simplify this for me so I can understand mm-hmm. it and implement it if they, if they can't do that, that's a red flag. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, if you're, you should never walk away from your advisor and meeting with your advisor confused. Right. And I mean, I always, I, I try to work through my clients scenario to see what their comfort level is. I mean, I've got the engineers that are, some of them really get into detail. So we'll go to that level. 
you know, at the end of the day, there, there's a certain level of understanding you have to have. You know, I mean, it's, it's your plan. You, you need to understand some of this to an extent. Sure, of course. And, and I try to, to bring it to a level where you can at least understand what and why and how this works, right? I well, mean, so if you want to you take it a step it. above that, let's right. do that, yeah. right? I mean, we yeah. can do that and I can explain and get into more detail, but I mean, it's your plan. So you need to understand it. So, I mean, if you're not comfortable with something you're hearing, don't just take their word for it. Walk through it. Don't ever be afraid to question, right? And, yeah. and I mean, I have clients all the time that'll come back and say, well, you know, I'm sorry to ask this. I'm like, don't be sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're asking because that right. tells me you're engaged. Yeah. You know, and the worst thing is for a client just to, well, I trust you. We're going to just take it. And yeah. that's great. I hope you do. But you have to have some level of understanding. Yeah. Because, or just nod your head and go, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And really don't quite get it. Yeah, because I mean, so Roth conversions, we do a lot of Roth conversion planning. Yeah. And as we're running through the numbers and, you know, doing the planning, if, if doing a high level of conversions makes the most sense, and I walk through it and we've talked about taxes and how much it's going to cost. And then you go do the, we do the conversions and, and you're doing the tax return that year. And it's like, what? I've got to pay how much in taxes? Are right. you kidding me? Well, that's, you know, no, we've had that discussion way ahead yeah. of time. You yeah. know, so I mean, it, it's if you don't understand the pieces, stop talk to your advisor, get the explanation, you know, and if you're not comfortable, maybe that's just not a good fit. Maybe they're too technical. Yeah. For, they, can't, you know, what, yeah. they can't bring it down to your level and some yeah. people can't, you know, that's, and that, that's think, fine. And I think as humans, we get a little bit of an ego um, and no matter what side of the table you're on, right. They will. I don't want them to bring it down to my level. I'm not dumb. Nobody's saying that you're dumb, but you don't do this no. every day. Right? right. So to that engineer you were talking about, maybe he's designing, you know, uh, new concepts and cars and he starts rattling on and you're a car guy. So you get, you know, like a third of it doesn't right. mean you're dumb, right? Because you didn't get all of it. So it's not a question of, of intelligence. It's a question of understanding no. for implementation, because if you don't yes. have that, then you're kind of wasting everybody's time. Right. And you want to find the advisor who, who can do high level, but it can also, you know, keep it simple, right. Do the bring, kiss bring it down to a level that you can understand. Yeah. Do the kiss. Method. I mean, at the end of the, the end of the day, it has to be a, um, you have to understand what your plan is with your advisor. Yep. You know, your advisor is probably the one implementing it. Absolutely. And, and going to handle the, the details and the nitty gritty, so to speak, but you still need to understand at a high level what we're doing and why. Yeah. You know, and if you're comfortable with that and, and that's your comfort level, then that's okay. But don't just say, well, I don't know they've got a plan and it's going to work. They told me it would. <laughs> yeah, it told me, well, it told me it would. Uh, all right. So there's a couple of red flags there. Last one. We'll wrap it up. Um, now, obviously, on a podcast, it's a little funny to say this because it's uh, but, you know, if, if we didn't yeah. talk, if we didn't talk, there'd be just dead air. It's a lot of dead uh, air. Yeah, a lot of dead air. But in general, you, you're looking for an advisor who spends more time, you know, listening than talking, especially early on. Right. Uh, the old saying, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. Right. right so we can right. listen twice as much. Um, so when you sit down with an advisor for the first time, again, that's kind of the concept of the, of the podcast today. If you're shopping mm -hmm. or looking for a new one, they should be asking you questions, but you should be doing most of the talking. Right. Yeah, those initial stages is is really that interview process, right? I mean, it's about finding out about you, the advisors finding out about you, your needs, your wants, your goals, you know, your specific scenario, and then you finding out about them. So it should be a lot of back and forth questioning, um, especially early on. You know, I mean, at some page, at some stage, there's going to be the advisor maybe giving a perspective or an opinion. 
Mm-hmm. You know, right, absolutely. Sure. But yeah. it shouldn't be, you know, the the first, you know, right into the beginning of the meeting. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to buy this and do this and that. Yeah. I was I mean, going to ask you that. That's I, kind of a concern. I mean, if you hear right, that, up front, that to me flag. is a big, big red yeah. flag because they have yeah. no idea at that yeah. stage, really, at least in my opinion, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to judge advisors or anyone, but right. the way we approach it is, and we'll have this discussion a lot with, you know, um, prospective clients up front They're well, tell me what you think about the, the investments. What do I need to do? I'm like, I don't know. We, we haven't, we haven't got to that stage yet. Right. And we've got to understand risk. That's one component, but we also need to understand, well, how do, how do you need to position the money from a, a, an income standpoint? When are you going to use it? Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's the, so you got to find the, you got to figure out the job before you can start assigning the tools, right? So right. you're the tools out of the toolbox. You know, we think about doctors sometimes I went yep. in when I got this diagnosis for, for Meniere's disease, I went in and finally got a chance to see this audiologist, this, this guy who was supposed to be really good in this field. And in the first appointment, you know, he's looking at the chart from, from the one test that he did. And he's asked me like four questions and he says exactly, he goes, yeah, this is what you've got this, this particular thing. And I thought to myself because of what we do. And because I talked to advisors, I thought that doesn't work in a, in the financial field that feels wrong. Um, and I kind of felt like as a, even in a doctor setting, it kind of feels wrong. You know, it's like, well, maybe you should check a few more things, right? Run a couple more tests or, then again, maybe I should get a second opinion, right? So kind of tying that back into if you're working with a professional already, a financial professional, um, and some of these things are starting to set up a red flag, maybe going and getting a second opinion is a, is a good idea just for nothing else, just to get a second opinion. And then if the things match up, okay, then you're not that far off. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, back to that whole, you know, giving it, you know, the investment recommendations and saying, well, this is what you need to do. Right you needed to do it either within five minutes of walking <laughs> the door. Yeah. There, there's a big red flag, you know? And I mean, to that point, it's funny you mentioned that with a doctor, because I, I run into this all the time with clients. I mean, we do this all the time. I mean, this is what we do day in and day out working with retirees. Right. So much like that doctor, when I'm, when I look at a, a client's scenario overall, in that first meeting, we've had the discussion of income need, what income sources they have. Here's right. where money's positioned. We talk about the tax buckets. I can paint them a pretty good picture at a high level. I'm sure. I'm sure. What you things are going to look like yeah. and say, look, based on what I see here, here's some concerns. Yeah. Now, I, I can't give you exact numbers. We've got to run the math to see that. But we got to get tell into you, specifics, but I can kind of, um, yeah. I can you know, kind of big picture it. Yeah, when I'm looking at the numbers and adding up the thing, you're telling me you need, you know, 80,000 a year and you got this amount of social security and this pension. And when you hit required minimum distributions, you're going to have this amount coming in. Sure. So all yeah. of a sudden you're going to 120,000 coming in of income. You've got a huge tax problem. Right. You know, now those are some quick high level numbers. Let's dig into it and see how do we fix it? You know, confirm first, we run a base scenario, confirm this is what it looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what's some options to fix that? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, don't, it really comes down to your scenario. Again, it's got to be something very custom to listening, understanding your scenario first, and then painting that broader picture up front. But if they're giving recommendations right out of the box. No, that's a great point. Just kind of question it a little bit, because maybe do they, do they know enough at that point to make that decision? So. And, and I know it's it's wrong in our current society to kind of put some of this stuff on there, but I also think experience goes a long way to that. This doctor that Absolutely. I saw clearly had been doing this specific field for 30 years. So I mm-hmm. took more of that information a, a bit, you know, uh, accurately than if it had been someone who'd only been doing it for five years. I and they were specialists. Silly. 
Huh? I mean, that's what they were specialists. That's and they what were they do. Right. right. And so I think, again, if you go in, as a potential red flag, if you go in and an advisor is already, you know, kind of surmising you up pretty quickly uh, and saying, mm-hmm. you know, I see the, you know, the, the overall game plan here, they may not necessarily be wrong, but if they right. don't follow that up with a series of tests, if you will, for the yes. medical reference to kind of just confirm that they were right with their initial assessment, then it right. could be a red flag. So. Well, and to the point, even your doctor, I mean, he wasn't just making assumptions up front. He had had you run tests. He had run a test. That's true. You know, so he was kind of giving his opinion based on that test. So to you, it felt like, well, you're just telling me this is what it is. Yeah. But there was some background to what True. that, Fair. you know, what, what the analysis was on his part. But yeah, but yeah I mean, my, it's blowing my metaphor depends. apart, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, it'd be no different than going into a doctor and, you know, them prescribing you something, you know, within two minutes of being in there. And, and it's and like, they wait, do. wait, and a lot you, of times you, we- you asked me like three questions and you yeah. told me this is what I need. I, you yeah. don't, if you're on a test. But they've seen a thousand people and they're fairly accurate. Right. So it's a touchy red flag on this one. But I think I think, again, the experience leads to your point. It was a great way of putting it. The experience leads to the point of saying, hey, I can ballpark this. I can gain right. this pretty quickly within the first meeting or two. But I'm not going to start throwing out recommendations. Until no, not at all. Further into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had that discussion with the clients. I'm saying, look, it's I'm not telling you this is what you need to do. I'm just telling you this is what I see. It's what you I'm know, seeing we, initially. We, we need to look at this a little further. Yeah. Initially, big picture perspective, this is a potential problem. Yeah. I see this hurdle. I see this roadblock. Right. Or I see this looks pretty darn good, but let's let's double check. Right. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Well, good conversation on red flags. Obviously, uh, a lot of people right now, as we talked the last couple of weeks, obviously the market's been pretty rough, really rough. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so therefore people could be uh, getting off the DIY couch and going in to sit down with a professional, especially if you're 50 plus, right? You could have been doing this a lot yourself and you're like, "Eh, I'm getting a little nervous. There's a lot going on. I might want to go ahead and talk with a pro, uh, go get that opinion. Or again, maybe you've been working with somebody who's done a good job for you overall, but you're starting to realize they don't bring up the taxes. They don't bring up social security or they don't bring up some of those retirement elements. It's been more about the growth of your money. So it's good time to have those thoughts. Good time to have that conversation about red flags. If you got some, you feel like you're seeing something, and also go with your tummy too. I mean, our gut. Yeah, I was gonna say the gut, the gut rule, right? I mean, if it doesn't feel right, that doesn't mean don't do it. It just means pause. Yeah. Think it through. You yeah. know, have some more discussion. Yeah. You got to be comfortable with it before you. I mean, it's a big decision. It is a big decision. Uh, what was that Reagan line? Uh, trust, verify. Yeah, trust and verify. Yep. Just, and you know what was funny about that? I did this little trivia and then we'll get out of here. I found out that that's actually was the KGB's um, uh, monto, motto for oh, really, and that Reagan took it, uh, you know, through all the time of the 80s, obviously, right? Again, one of those ways he was very kind of slick with that, right? He yep, took yep. Things, all those conversations he was having, but he took that and made like that kind of his big thing. Right. Uh, anytime you see a, tr- a Reagan quote, usually trust, but verify is trust on there. Verify, yep. Yeah. Yep. So I thought that was pretty wild. So anyway, whether it's true or not, but that's, uh, you know, that's what you, the internet, right? Who knows what's true. That's right. It's, it's all in the internet. It's kind of, that's true. right. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said, don't trust the internet. So there you that's go. Right. <laughs> 
All right, folks, we're going to get out of here this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Again, red flags. Hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Think it through, especially in these volatile times. Uh, Do some window shopping, you know, whatever the case might be, but, you know, try to find that right fit for you. If you got questions, stop by the website, send an email, call Phil, whatever the case might be. Get on his calendar if you'd like. Uh, Phil'sTaxHacks.com. That's Phil'sTaxHacks.com. Most advisors do no cost, no obligation consultations, so it's certainly worth it to go through a few things uh, and see where you stand in these times. Again, Phil'sTaxHacks.com or 248-888-7530. Phil and I'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.